Propane Plus in Rhode Island for all your propane needs. Call them 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, you can reach them at 508 252 3359. Propane Heating and Cooling, it's Propane Plus. Their team's been there three generations. They're available 24 7 for service and delivery, and they plan on serving you for a long time to come. They offer online billing. Ability to schedule a service delivery at the click of a button. And remember, all customers receive a free safety inspection on their equipment. It's Propane Plus. And remember, with propane, it's affordable, sustainable, equitable, good for the environment, and now it's renewable. Call Propane Plus today at 401 885 4209. In Massachusetts, call them at 508 252 3359. They're very easy to navigate website. It's propaneplus.com. Propane Plus. Call them, 401-885-4209. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dipietro.com. It's Friday. It's August 5th. So there's a lot of talk about uh, what should happen with this uh, basketball star who was uh, certainly in a lot of trouble overseas. That doesn't sound very promising. Nine years of hard labor is what Brittany Gritnier would have to do. I want to play. This is the Today Show report on it. We're going to start with new developments just coming in this morning concerning Brittany Griner and a new movement toward a possible prisoner swap with Russia. That country's foreign minister saying overnight Russia is, quote, ready to discuss the topic. Secretary of State Antony Blinken responding a short time ago saying the U.S. will be, quote, pursuing it. Let's get right to NBC's chief foreign affairs correspondent, Andrea Mitchell, with the very latest. Andrea, good morning to you. Good morning, Savannah. Well, this is a case the administration says should never have gone forward. Griner sentenced after pleading guilty, admitting she had packed in a hurry, accidentally throwing cannabis oil vape cartridges less than a gram into her bag when she flew to Russia earlier this year. The Biden administration says it'll continue to work around the clock until she and fellow detainee Paul Whelan are back on American soil. And overnight, a signal from the Russians they are willing to talk. WNBA superstar Brittany Griner now staring down a lengthy sentence for drug possession and smuggling. Nine years in a Russian penal colony, just shy of the maximum, despite her pleas for leniency. I had no intent to break any Russian laws. I made an honest mistake, and I hope that in your ruling that it doesn't end my life here. I know everybody keeps talking about political pawn and politics, but I hope that that is far from this courtroom. Back home, her team, the Phoenix Mercury, pausing for a moment of silence before the tip-off Thursday night. Fans responding with shouts of, bring her home. The focus of her fate could lie in Cambodia, where Secretary of State Antony Blinken and his Russian counterpart, Sergei Lavrov, are at a security forum. Overnight, Lavrov saying Moscow was open to further talks on a prisoner swap. Blinken responding. They are prepared to engage through channels we've established to do just that, and we'll be pursuing that. Caged in the courtroom, Griner also speaking directly to her fans in Russia, where she plays in the offseason. I want to apologize to my teammates, my club, Genka, the fans, and the city of Ekat. 
my mistake that I made and the embarrassment that I brought onto them. President Biden calling on Russia to release her immediately so she can be with her wife, loved ones, friends, and teammates. I couldn't imagine being in that situation, and, and she was so courageous. The president has approved a proposal to trade convicted Russian arms dealer Victor Boot for Griner and Paul Whelan, an American businessman who's already spent four years in a Russian jail. It's a, a, not a great environment, and I think he just needs to focus on the day-to-day -day survival. Russia's counteroffer, along with Boot, send home Vadim Krasikov, a Russian spy jailed in Germany for murder. What do you think was going on there? We think this is a bad faith attempt by the Russians, uh, knowing that it's not a serious counteroffer, uh, just to cloud up the waters. Griner's team plans to appeal the decision, which they say is absolutely unreasonable. Now the question, is Vladimir Putin ready to make a deal for Griner and the jailed American businessman? Savannah? Mm. I don't know. That is a tough one. That's a tough one to be in. The downside, nine and a half years at a Soviet work camp you know i also i think i heard 90 it's a high number i'm not going to get it but 95 percent of people that if you go to court if you go to court in russia i think 95 percent of defendants are found guilty it may even be higher it might even been 99 percent folks also how about former vice president dick cheney out with a commercial he's got his cowboy hat on and he's really going after President Trump. Now, obviously, he's trying to help and save his daughter, Liz Cheney, who seemingly, I don't see how they're going to save her. She's going to go down in defeat. She's getting pummeled in her primary. And President Trump, big winner out in Arizona. His endorsed candidate won the gubernatorial primary. So you, you cannot say that his... His uh, sway is weak. As much as the media wants to say that, his person won. The person Mike Pence was backing lost. But let me play it. We haven't heard from him in a while. Here is, uh, you know, it's amazing. This was Mr. Halliburton. This was the person that the the media, they, they despised Vice President Dick Cheney. But here he is coming out with a commercial swinging at... President, President Trump. Dick Cheney is calling former President Donald Trump a coward in a new television ad supporting his daughter Liz Cheney in her re-election campaign. In our nation's 246-year history, there has never been an individual who is a greater threat to our republic than Donald Trump. He tried to Cheney goes on to say about Trump, quote, he tried to steal the last election using lies and violence to keep himself in power. The ad comes with Liz Cheney in a hotly contested congressional race against Trump back to Turkey. She's going to lose. She is going to lose. And I don't think that, you know, the more you pour that on, I, I think, I, I don't think they realize that just makes him tougher. He's tough, and I don't think it's going to work. All right, it's Friday. You're listening to The John DePietro Show. J. Perry Paving. Folks, you can depend on J. Perry Paving. They provide high-quality, fair pricing, exceptional service, over 20 years' experience, specializing in commercial paving, residential paving, seal coating patios, and much more. Call them today for a free quote, 401-732-1730. J. Perry Paving. They are tremendous. They also, how about this, once a month, they provide a free paved driveway to a veteran. And remember, whether it's a brand new paving project or just a cracked driveway that needs to be refreshed, call j perry paving for a free quote it makes a huge difference in your property in your home in your driveway or patio 
J. Perry Paving, 401-732-1730. You can also find them on Facebook. They're terrific. Hey, get that driveway paved. Call and book an appointment now, 401-732-1730 for J. Perry Paving. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can always listen online at our website, dePietro.com. It's Friday. It is uh, August 5th. This portion of the program brought to you by PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Folks, a full-scale nursery and garden center. Stop in and see them. 3688 Quaker Lane in North Kingstown. They have a fantastic selection. My goodness. Vegetables, the biggest tomatoes you've ever seen. Great zucchini and squash. Cucumbers. PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. And remember, if you're, you know, it's nice to have privacy for your property. It's even nicer as if you have a natural barrier. And check out, they, they have abravite that can go to even 11 feet i see sometimes people they'll plant you know maybe and they do have the three foot ones but how many years does that take as opposed to you could go and purchase them at pr landscape materials and garden center look for them on facebook but then it's instant natural barrier right you don't need a fence you just want a little more privacy and it always looks nicer if you just have something planted stop it and see them steve and debbie and junior and byron they're open seven days a week Folks, it's PR Landscape Materials and Garden Center. Well, uh, folks, it is Friday, and I want to um, start off with uh, this situation again that it's going to continue to play out, and we've talked about it, but it's the story with Alex Jones. And I, I'm i going to disagree with, I know some people are trying to say it's a freedom of speech issue. I, I, don't, I don't think it is a... Um, uh, a freedom of speech issue i don't think it is i i think this is a matter of he dug himself into a hole and and i'll tell you Infowars. at one point they um i mean he they were rolling at Infowars. he was i mean the money was pouring in views and clicks and you know at one point he was everywhere youtube he did very really well but things just got out of hand and and a problem for alex jones is this isn't okay it's over he he's got two big he he's first of all they're back in court again today and he's got two more cases after this but i want to play for you you know what he put those people through from with the sandy hook shooting it, it was unnecessary it was cruel his supporters calling up and and they they trusted him so this is just one family that's getting four million, but there's more money coming. I want to play. There was a, a good piece on this on the uh, the Today Show. Who lost their young son in the Sandy Hook shooting. A Texas jury ordered far right conspiracy theorist Alex Jones to pay them more than four million dollars for his false claims calling the massacre a hoax. That number could go even higher with jurors weighing other damages today. NBC's Ann Thompson is on the story for us. Ann, good morning. Good morning. The vote was 10 to 2 to make Alex Jones pay for his lies. The money falling far short of what the parents asked for, but their attorney says it's a good start. This morning, a victory for justice in the defamation trial of conspiracy theorist Alex Jones. And I will accept this as a verdict of the jury. 
A jury ordering the InfoWars host to pay $4.1 million for the lies he told about the 2012 Sandy Hook School Massacre that took the lives of 20 children and six educators. Sandy Hook is a synthetic, completely fake, with actors, in my view, manufactured. Alex Jones did not show up to hear the verdict, but the parents of six-year-old victim Jesse Lewis did. The same parents Jones claimed were so-called crisis actors and who brought the suit against him for the pain caused by his unfounded tales that it was all a hoax. I can't even describe the last nine and a half years of the living hell that I and others have had to endure because of the negligence and the recklessness of Alex Jones. Jesse was real. I am a real mom. And there's nothing that you could have found because it doesn't exist that I'm deep state. It's just not true. It was only this week during the trial, Jones finally admitted. It's 100% real. Hours after the verdict, Jones took to his InfoWars platform with this response. I admitted I made a mistake. I admitted that I followed disinformation, but not on purpose. I apologize to the families and the jury understood that. What I did to those families was wrong, but I didn't do it on purpose. Jones went on to claim that's why he wasn't ordered to pay even more. Neil Heslin and Scarlett Lewis asked for $150 million in compensation. The jury's $4.1 million falling short of that number, but still far more than the $8 offered by Jones' attorney, a dollar for each claim. It's really, really nice to be able to turn and look at my clients and say he can't get off scot-free for this. He can't. And, Ann, this could just be the beginning for legal problems. This was just one family right. suing. Well, he's got other lawsuits that he's facing from the other families. He also has two potential areas of real trouble from this case. One is a potential perjury charge for lying on the stand, and the other is the attorney for the family said they had, he had been contacted by the January 6th committee, which is looking into Jones's role in the rally and riot that happened at the Capitol. They want those text messages mm -hmm. that his attorney mistakenly turned over. Perjury, potentially criminal charge. Yeah, exactly. He was um, he was in with the Oath Keepers. Uh, they were kind of his uh, bodyguards. Again, folks, you're listening to the John DePietro Show. The uh, Alex Jones, even if you're a supporter, even if you believe it was his First Amendment right, um, I, I think it's one thing when they, they took this tact as far as it was fake, it was staged, act, uh, crisis actors, the whole thing was made up. Uh, none of it was real. People believe that. That's one thing. I think where, uh, where they completely underestimated was then the people then started harassing the families. I think, I mean, I don't know, but I think that's a part that they, they didn't see coming. Because when they started with this and that Sandy Hook was all fake and that none of it was real and those were actors. And, and again, I, I remember in real time talking about this number one i was live on the air when it happened and we there was the first time i'd ever used twitter to kind of walk through we totally uh abandoned programming in, in a manner that that i just went to repeating you know what i was seeing and it was from credible twitter sources by the way reporters in connecticut media that were there on the scene as as it was happening but i do recall afterwards communicating with people and hearing from people and i was thrown by that like well like what do you know what are you talking about what no you know 
somebody i i don't remember exactly the names but they were callers and they were almost like laughing like you believe that that those because they had the small little you know white caskets for the children um but so i think at the time because as someone that has followed this um where, where some of these things stem from i remember you know years ago being on the air and especially when it really flamed up was after 9-11 because they were big onto that but with 9-11 there were so many different people i mean i had someone uh call into my radio show at the time after 9-11 it was a you know it was like the fall of 2001 and they were saying that those were um they were all mannequins on the planes and that the the people on the planes were in canada and that none of it none of it happened and and i remember afterwards or someone calling in this guy tony from north providence saying that's an alex jones listener and i think that was one of the first times i'd ever heard of him and because i you wondered like where is this coming from something i thought was just totally preposterous they were 100 percent in on that 9-11 was the the government had done it the government was behind it um they were they were big on that and and went deep on it is what i i wanted to say and so that was the first time i had heard of that i think with this it just got so carried away and um and again the the difference between uh 9-11 and, and also with sandy hook was with sandy hook it was that much later because there was so much social media then established and so many more people were on it and i think they were content as they they were cranking out money because they were getting so many views and um so much traction on that it was all false because they they did that they didn't just do it for like a day or a week this went on for weeks and they dug down deep on that but i think that's and, and this isn't a defense in any way i just think what they really underestimated were these maniacs that actually started continuously harassing the families and saying they were liars and actors and really going after them so all right a lot more ahead on this friday it's the john DePietro show the Coesed Inn, 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick, Rhode Island tradition since 1977. Delicious food, great atmosphere, whether it's lunch or dinner or drinks in the lounge. They can also accommodate large groups. A great meal, a feast is waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. Stop it and see them all year round. 226 Coesed Avenue in West Warwick. They're waiting for you at the Coesed Inn. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. Folks, joining us on the right now, right now on the air, we've had him in the past. He has a book. He was an advisor to the president, a man that in some ways almost needs, needs no introduction. It is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, it's the John DePietro Show. Welcome back, Peter Navarro. John, it's uh, really great to be back with you today. Uh, how are things going in uh, Rhode Island? Well, Rhode Island and Mass uh, continue to be blue, but there's always optimism with the uh, the rest of the country. So, Peter, if you don't mind, if you'd like to just, I'd like to start, just get your thoughts on the contempt trial uh, as far as the jury selection with uh, Steve Bannon that began. Well, that's the last thing I, uh, I can talk about. Oh. Uh, as your listeners may know, um, I'm facing a... Um, 
misdemeanor, <laughs> which carries with it a two-year prison term. I've already been putting leg irons. And uh, my attorneys uh, do not want me discussing other cases. But okay. I'd be happy to talk a little bit about um, the circumstances that led to uh, to my situation, okay. which, uh, which are, are, I think might be interesting. Yeah, no, definitely. Talk about, if you don't mind, Peter, that was so over the top with the leg irons and the way they that you were uh, taken into custody. Well, I think I think that's the correct word, over the top. And you have to um, step back for a minute and, and, and go back to when I was in the White House. I, I served, uh, in fact, I was one of only three White House officials who was with the president all the way from the 2016 campaign to the uh, end of what we love to call his first term. Um, and he, I look, humbly, uh, I did uh, save American lives because I was one of the uh, guys in the White House early on who recognized the seriousness of the pandemic and, and uh, motivated uh, the White House to take appropriate steps. Um, I worked a lot creating uh, manufacturing jobs. You know, that was my thing, trade manufacturing. And I, you know, I found myself um, when this um, so-called select committee was formed by Nancy Pelosi, um, uh, an obvious partisan witch hunt. Um, uh, when when they began putting out uh, their illegal subpoenas, um, I was put in a situation where the president, President Trump, invoked what's called executive privilege. And um, as I have said from the outset of this whole process, it's not my privilege to waive. And I, I, was, I was caught between the dispute between Congress and the White House, essentially. And the law, as I read it, clearly comes down um, on my side in this, in the sense that uh, executive privilege is it goes back to George Washington as something that's critical to effective presidential decision making. And ironically, the Department of Justice itself has over 50 years of policy and more than a dozen memoranda that support the idea that folks like me at the highest levels of the White House shouldn't be uh, forced by Congress uh, to come testify before them. So, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, that's the dispute. Um, it's it's going to be... Uh, settled now in um, in a trial uh, down the road but what was interesting uh, John is that this this is uh, it's a misdemeanor it doesn't involve any fraud nobody's ever accused me of any violence uh, particularly on Capitol Hill on January 6th uh, there's none of that going on and the way this should have been handled was with what's called voluntary surrender. In other words, they issue the arrest warrant, they call me, and they say, um, here, show up, show up uh, in court, and we'll, we'll get this done, right? Now, instead of doing that, they went, the, the, the total, <laughs> went just, they just went full metal jacket on me. And the irony, John, is I sit here and talk to you, I'm literally looking out the window at the FBI building, my my the FBI building is literally a field goal 
uh, away. Wow. I mean, I could live, and I was an old field goal kicker in my in my um, high school days, and I could literally kick a field goal. Uh, that is, is, that's how close the FBI building is. And so instead of um, doing the courtesy of calling me and say, hey, just voluntary surrender, um, oh, by the way, we know you're going to Nashville on Friday to do a TV show. Maybe maybe it's okay to come in on Monday, right? That's kind of what they should have done. Right. <laughs> they let me. They, I eat breakfast. They, I get, get in an Uber. I get all the way to the airport. And I sit around for an hour waiting to get on the plane. And then when I, you know how people, you, you go in, you give the ticket, you walk in the jetway there yep. between uh, the, the the gate and the and that's where you have five FBI agents armed to the teeth. How <laughs> go after a, a seventy-two-year-old guy who weighs one hundred and forty-five pounds? Um, and you know, it was. I mean, look. Um, if you put yourself in my shoes, I, it's like handcuffs. Uh, they take me back to my home. Oh, except not my home 40 yards away to the FBI <laughs> get fingerprinted. Then I, I wind up like 20 minutes later in this like dungeon at the courts, um, in leg irons and a strip search. Well, that was kind of wow. fun. Yeah. yeah so the leg irons are kind of interesting. I, my, my I, I joke now that it's, it's like, I'm hoping they were at least uh, made with American steel. You know, it's like me being the buy American guy. Maybe the government bought some made in America leg guys, but yeah, they, they're like strips. They strip searched me. That was fun. You wow. roped, and then they put these leg irons on. The funny part was like these, these, the guard, he was like a third my age. Nice guy. But he's like walking down the hall to the cell, right? Inspecting me to follow at his pace and you, you you can you know you can't you have no stride when you're in leg irons you kind of like clunk along and i'm going what, what and they stick me in a cell um they're, and they're proud of this somehow oh john hinckley was there when he shot president reagan okay great it's like okay navarro the guy in the white house saved lives created jobs wow for the constitution is in the same cell as now, I would be remiss at this point not mentioning uh, DefendPeter.com. DefendPeter.com. That's my uh, legal defense fund. Great. And if your listeners uh, would would be moved by any of this, just check it out. Now, just small donations. But the punchline here is that, John, I've already had um, costs over $400,000 oh, so far. God. This is like a million dollar for a misdemeanor, mind you. Oh, wow. It's a misdemeanor that comes with a two year prison sentence, I might add. Um, so, you know, this is where this is where things stand. And, and what's interesting is that the only the only two people going to trial for this um, are the two China Hawks from the White House, right. which, which I find interesting. That's well, right. You guys like. Ben and I are the only two guys um, who ever got sanctioned by the Chinese Communist Party. They, they, they did it like four minutes into Biden swearing in. And we're also the only two guys that are threatened with prison terms 
from the U.S. Congress. So, you know, like strange bedfellows. <laughs> and, and Peter, you wrote... And I'm not sure this is a coincidence. Yeah, well, and you wrote the book. And again, folks, speak with Peter Navarro. You wrote the book, Death by China. So that's not... I mean, people way, can... Way back when. Yeah. Yes. Uh, Peter, in... But, now, wait, one other thing. Speaking go ahead. of books, just so folks kind of... Yeah, if you go to PeterNavarro.com, you can see all this. But... but uh, Taking Back Trump's America yes. is is the new book I've written. It's available on Amazon, Taking Back Trump's America. And the reason, John, why it's important is that we're, we're now in a collapsing economy. Uh, I am the poster child for a two-tier system of justice where violent felons and Antifa people roam free while former White House advisors get uh, arrested and put in leg irons. Wow. And the Taking Back Trump's America book really is uh, the blueprint and battle cry to do two things. First, we've got to take back the Congress, the House of Representatives, from the Pelosiites. These people are out of control. Yep. Even as they weaponize the investigatory powers of Congress in an unconstitutional way, they are, by the way, destroying our economy. We've got to get them out of there. And then in 2024, we've got to get uh, Trumpism back in the White House. Just It just has to happen. Because I can tell you, I was there for four years. The policies we adopted created the best economy in modern history. And Biden and Pelosi and AOC and Schumer and Lion Adam Schiff and little Jamie Rack and all of those scumbags, and they are scumbags, have destroyed the U.S. economy, their frame, the democracy and political system, and they're high and mighty about it all. Yeah. So let's, you know, throw these rascals out. Folks, again, he is the one and only Peter Navarro. Peter, great to talk to you. I'm so sorry uh, that you had to go through that. But justice will prevail. You have a lot of fans out there. You also, by the way, you do a great job on Newsmax. Keep up the good work. Keep swinging. And uh, everyone's behind you, and we'll talk to you again. All right, my brother. You take care of yourself. Enjoy Thank- this, uh, this summer. Get down to Newport and sail and do something like that. <laughs> Thanks, Peter. All right, man.